Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie. And I'm your host, Taylor. Today, we are bringing you guys to our second podcast episode on sorority recruitment. Y'all, here we are, part two to this week of sorority recruitment. We are so excited to get into Kenzie's side and her experience, but in case you missed it, Earlier this week, we did a episode about my experience with recruitment and what that was like for me, rushing at a smaller school, but also just what it was like being dropped by houses, what it's like to be doing that along with your friends, expectation versus reality, and ultimately joining a sorority. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about a completely different side of things. I went through it at a little bit of a bigger school. I went through recruitment as a sophomore, as a transfer student. What else is different mm-hmm. about it? Oh, I didn't, didn't join a did sorority. Join a sorority. <laughs> There's that too. Um, Could not be more different. We have two completely different experiences when it comes to sorority recruitment. So both of these episodes are great. That's that. <laughs> Guys, it's 11 p.m. I feel like every time we record these episodes, we're like, it's just getting later and later when we're saying that we're recording. And by the way, in case you didn't know this, Kenzie like, goes to bed at 10 p.m. So Okay. No. Also, I will add, y'all, these are college episodes, but it couldn't get any more college because I'm moving into my house tomorrow morning. <gasps> tomorrow. Yay! So I'm leaving at 7 in the morning tomorrow. So also, me, who doesn't go to bed ever later than 11 p.m. It's 11 p.m. It's 11 p.m. So wish me luck for this episode. <laughs> Okay, we need some energy, right? Energy in the mouth, energy in the teeth. Excited. We're talking about recruitment. This is a good day. Woo. (laughs) Woo! Sorry for people with headphones in. Okay, let's get started. Kenzie, why did you go through sorority recruitment? So when I was in high school, I always knew I kind of was going to have my built-in friends because I always thought I was going to play a sport in college. So when I was younger, I thought it was going to be I was going to play soccer in college. And when I was a little bit older in high school, I was like, I'm 100% playing lacrosse in college. I was getting recruited by all of these schools. 100% I was going to have that built-in group of friends. Well, when I decided I wasn't going to play lacrosse in college, I was like, well, crap. I need there to goes that. My, yeah, I need to find myself some built-in friends just because, you know, your girl could be socially awkward at times. So we just need to find those friends. So that's really why I decided kind of surface level why I wanted to be in a sorority to get those close friendships. So you decide to go through recruitment. What's going through your mind beforehand? What are your expectations? Like paint me the picture of what you thought recruitment was going to be like. Honestly, I kind of went into it with no expectations at all to an extent. Y'all know I'm a big Instagram girl. So, of course, I was on all of their Instagrams beforehand just kind of looking around. I met up with some girls who went to Georgia Southern just before I even decided I was going to transfer there. And a couple of those girls were in sororities. So, I kind of knew girls who were in certain sororities at Georgia Southern. But... Really had no idea what I was doing. I had a couple letters of recommendation, but really not all that many. Kind of going into it, 
being the first person ever to go to Greek. A lot of my past family were athletes. My dad was in a fraternity, but first woman to go Greek, you know, for two days. Your for dad two days. was in a fraternity? Um, he, it was his glory days. He talks about it all the time. He's going to hate that I'm Stop saying this. Stop it. But like, oh my gosh. He's the reason I know about sororities because he'd be like, oh yeah, those girls, we used to party with them. <laughs> or like, they were not cool. Like, What fraternity was he in? I don't know. Some complicated <gasps> letters. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I'm, oh my goodness gracious. Okay. So let's talk about how you felt going into it. Obviously, there's some nerves that just come with everyone's recruitment experience. How was yours specific? So, uh, like I said, being an athlete, kind of being raised in that environment, being raised around boys all the time, going into this with a bunch of girls, mind you, I kind of liked my girlfriends who were more sporty and didn't care about all the drama. And I mean, my impression in high school of sorority girls was probably the very typical, like, oh, it's just like literally like buying friends, not necessarily thinking that, but thinking it's those type of girls, the girls who cheered in high school, the girls who had that bubbly personality who can carry on a conversation with anyone. I was like, ha, that's not me. So Mm -hmm. I was terrified going into it. But at the same time, like I was really excited, wanting to have good conversations with girls, knowing absolutely no one at Georgia Southern made it hard and made it easy at the same time because I felt like a lot of girls who were going through recruitment had known about these sororities, had known girls who were in them. Whereas I was coming in, I was like, I'm just here to make friends. I feel like that makes it hurt more if you get dropped by a house. Yeah. If you know someone in there. Which a lot of times, that one person cannot save you, cannot keep you from being dropped by a chapter. Right. I'll just, like, put that out there and, like, spare your poor friends. Like, it, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. On one friend I when mean, a chapter could be 400 people. Right. So, but I would understand how that's, like, difficult to, like, mentally work through being like, oh, my gosh, like, I know this girl so well. I can't believe she didn't fight for me. Mm-hmm. When in reality, you really don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Right. Okay. What were you most excited about going into recruitment? So I was definitely most excited about just kind of making friends. Like I said, it was all unknown to me. So I didn't really know if I was going to accept a bid, what I was going to do. I just knew that I knew absolutely nobody at the school and I really had nothing to lose by rushing. Right. Okay, so you just mentioned I didn't know if I was going to accept a bid, which might have caught our friends a little bit off guard. Can you talk about that? Like people going through recruitment, maybe not even expecting to join a sorority. Like, would you recommend that? Like, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I absolutely would recommend that. One of my friends who's a year younger than me was a couple weeks into her freshman year at college. And she was kind of kicking herself because she was like, I feel like I've met absolutely nobody. And I was like, well, have you thought about rushing spring semester? And I think I took her back a little bit because she was like, dude, what? Like you didn't join a sorority. I'm like, yeah, I know I didn't. But still going through that process, one, it allowed me to open up a lot more. Two, it gave me a really good feel for the school itself, just knowing what Georgia Southern was. Again, I'm a random transfer student from the state of Florida from seven hours away, and I know absolutely nobody here. So even if I can make one friend, it's one more right. than I got now. That girl could be my also best friend. Also just getting friend. your name out there. Right, exactly. So getting a feel for the school, getting a feel for the campus sometimes because you get to come a week early. So 
I would absolutely recommend it. Even if you don't think you're going to accept a bid or you're like heart set, I would absolutely recommend it. And honestly, some serious pros to that, that I found anyone that I met that was going through recruitment, not with the expectation of joining, a lot of times found themselves joining sororities and they actually ended it up like having a really great experience because they didn't put this like insane pressure on themselves to like perform in recruitment. Like they were literally like just like hanging out, having a good time, like trying to like meet people, which is exactly what you're doing. But people put this pressure on themselves to have this perfect recruitment experience and you end up coming across really like fake and phony. Mm-hmm. So that's a good mindset to have. I'm not saying you should tell yourself I'm not going to join when secretly you know that you are like if you don't feel that way, you don't feel that way. I didn't feel that way. and. Like, I knew I wanted to join a sorority. It was like skin was in the game, you know? Right. But and I general. won't. I definitely didn't go into it. Like, I'm not accepting a bid. Like, that was not my – that was in the very back of my mind. Like, it's still a possibility. Like, you don't accept a bid. If you don't find the house that you don't like, I was kind of more right. telling myself don't settle because it still is a lot of money to spend on something. So, if yes. I was not 100% in love with this house, then I was kind of deciding then – do I, is it really worth accepting a bit for? So that's another really important thing to think about. Like joining a sorority is a financial investment mm-hmm. and dues look different at every campus. But if you don't, I'm not saying that like you should be obsessed with your sorority. Like plenty of people end up in houses that maybe aren't their favorite. Definitely give it some time. I remember talking to Kenzie and we'll kind of get into that towards the end. When she ended up in a particular house, I was like, literally stick it out till they make you write a check. Because as long as you're there for free, like, write it out and figure out if you like it. Right. But then once it comes time to, like, pay for it, then you really need to evaluate if this is worth the financial investment for you. Mm-hmm. That is good advice. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you rush as a sophomore, which is a little obscure we know that that's a weird experience for you aside from just being around girls that are younger than you so like it's already kind of a little bit like a fish out of water what was it like for your in-house experience like while going through recruitment so throughout the whole entire thing I did feel like very overly mature compared to the girls who I was next to and I won't say you're being compared to the girls who you're in the same group as, but you kind of are in a certain sense because girls are bouncing around from you to the girl who might be like your best friend right next to you to a completely random girl. So girls are bouncing from me, a sophomore already basically did a year online already by myself, took 18 hours while working two jobs. I feel like I grew a lot and had Mm -hmm. like kind of a mature year. My freshman year, I wasn't like a high school student anymore. So Right. right. You weren't coming straight out of being like, oh my gosh, I just like passed the test and now I'm going to go to a football game. Right, exactly. And that really Mm -hmm. wasn't my mindset. So I think, one, that made my conversations with the girls a lot different because I went in very intentional because I wasn't just looking for letters to wear for fun. I was like, I'm looking for my friends. I'm looking for my people here. I've wasted so much time like going from school to school and not finding my people I want to find them here. And if it's not in this house, that's okay with me. Like I was okay with that no matter what. I just kind of wanted to know. And I will say just kind of going back to the age difference with the other girls, a lot of the times it changed the conversation to the aspect that I was almost leading the conversations. A lot of the times I was looking at the house 
And I think that did have to do with me not being 100% sure. I was kind of like, okay, is this house a good fit for me? Which I think a lot of times girls are more trying to impress than anything else. And it's true. You should try Mm -hmm. to impress the house. But I wasn't changing myself for the house or for what I thought girls would like of me in any sense of the form. So there's pros and cons to both. For the point that you said about not changing based off the house you're in, please don't change when you're going to different houses. Because if you do that and you're just like being a chameleon going through recruitment, just like trying to be who you think that that house wants, odds are either A, you trying to be this cookie cutter version, that's not what they're looking for, so you'll get dropped. Or B, let's say they love it because they think you're a perfect fit. Then all of a sudden you're in a sorority for the rest of your life and they're not the girls that you want to be friends with because you're nothing like them. Like, don't try and just survive recruitment and just stick, stay in a bunch of houses just to stay in a bunch of houses. Like, if it's not a good fit, you want to go your separate ways so you can focus on other houses. Right. Absolutely. But what I'll, what I'll say on the contrary is don't go into it like you're like, you get to pick the house that you're going to and that like you're like, not like you're above them, but like what you're essentially doing is like, mm, I don't like you, like gone. Like it's like a little bit of both because you kind of are at the mercy of like how they vote and like what they think. So it's a little bit of both. And that's why recruitment's so weird. You're literally going to parties dressed up to like see if like a group of girls like think you're cool enough to like be in their friend group. Like it's a little weird if you look at it very shallow. And recruitment in and of itself is very shallow, but you go through this really shallow process to get something a lot greater. Mm -hmm. So take that with a grain of salt in case anyone has like a bad taste in their mouth about recruitment. All right, let's talk about it. Let's, why don't you just tell everybody just for clarity, like what did the end of your recruitment experience look like into joining a house? Okay, so I accepted a bid. And I had already really gotten dropped from the house that I really liked. So I accepted that. I was okay with that. But I didn't see myself in the final two houses that I had to choose from. So when I was in Tallahassee, I became super close with a bunch of girls from this one specific sorority. So when I got to Georgia Southern and went through this whole entire process, I won't say I had my mind set on this specific sorority, but it seemed a lot more comfortable with me. Although this is at two completely different schools and pretty much anyone will tell you like sororities are different based on what school you're at. So different. So Mm -hmm. like you, you need to know that and trust that when you're going through the process too. You might have a best friend who's an 80 pie at a different school, but like you don't fit in the 80 pie at your school. So just be mindful of that because I completely was not. So this one house seemed completely comfortable to me, not even based on the house there, but my preconceived notions of it at a totally different school. So that is the house that I accepted a bid from, not even super loving it, kind of feeling iffy about it. I wasn't one of the girls who was like super excited on bid day and I felt awkward. I just felt super awkward not being super cheery and I was like what like what so you end up accepting a bid from a sorority how long did you end up staying in the sorority I think it was like two days honestly so (laughs) I know it's pretty sad and like Taylor just said like wait till you pay but I was to the point where I felt like it was almost like my time was more valued than anything else. 
and I was wanting to make super intentional friendships. And when I kind of realized that this specific sorority was not where I felt that I was going to get those super intentional friendships, I wanted right away not to waste my time at chapters or anything like that, where I'm sure if I would have stuck it out, like I probably would have made friends within that. But I just decided to go and put my time into something else. Mm -hmm. Did you you ever regret dropping? I absolutely did. So, but it wasn't for... Oh, interesting. Yes. So, So I did later in the semester because instead of joining a sorority, I said, I'm going to put all my time specifically into this one campus ministry. Well, this campus ministry does a super fun thing, fun, super fun thing where they split up all Greek life and all what's called gen pop. So all general population. How dumb is that? So in every aspect, in Bible studies, in small groups, in discipleships, weird. Greek life is split up from gen pop. So although I don't super resonate with a lot of Greek life at a Southern school, I kind of did. So I have a lot of friends now who are in sororities. I might not be, but that doesn't mean I don't fit that personality type a lot of the times. Right. Right. That doesn't mean they don't make good friends. Right. Exactly. So I was being placed in small groups with girls who were not really the same personality type as me whatsoever. And I was being split up from girls who I knew that I liked because some of those girls rushed me who were in that campus ministry. And they encouraged Mm -hmm. me to join that campus ministry while they were rushing me. And I was like, that's great. We'll just join the campus ministry. Y'all didn't pick me, but we'll be best friends anyways. And then we're like split up on two opposite sides of the room. And I'm like, okay. So that is definitely where I regretted it because I realized it didn't matter what sorority I was in. I could have been with them in that Bible study at our campus mm-hmm. ministry anyways. So right, that definitely is the one time where I that regretted it. But, I, but do you think overall, like, like overall, overall grand, grand speaking, speaking, like, but do you think overall, like, do you wish you were in a sorority? That's the hard-hitting question. No, I don't think so now. Now looking back at the whole process and everything that happened, around December, January time, coming back in a semester, I switched campus ministries, which is a one that's completely combined. It doesn't matter if you're Greek life, what you do, who you are, they're all completely combined. And I like that so much better. So much better. It's amazing. And I have so many friends now in Greek life and they're awesome people. I don't know why I've split up from people who were in Greek life before, but to each their own. So I think I still got that, those personalities, but also normal person, not normal personalities. I still got (laughs) normal people. So I still got kind of friends from all over that I was able to pull from Greek life and from just other people in my campus ministry. And I like really enjoy that and having that be kind of like my little group now. So, now you're about to be a junior at Georgia Southern, whoop, whoop. And, you're and you're not in a sorority. Guys, spoiler alert, Kenzie is not in a sorority. <laughs> this episode <laughs> turned out differently than the last. Psych. What are your, what's your advice to girls who have a similar recruitment experience to you? Or are worried to have your recruitment experience? Like, for some people, like, this is like a worst case scenario. Like, where is the silver lining? Oh, I'm sure. Because some girls, I mean don't get a bid. And I mean, that's 
terrifying. Like, don't get a bit at all. Right. And I'm sure that's true. Terrifying for girls to be thinking about that. But honestly, it's okay. Colleges are so great now where they have so many other opportunities to get involved other than Greek life. So whether that's being a part of something in your major, whether that's being a part of a campus ministry or a club sport, there are so many other ways to find friends aside from Greek life. So I would just really encourage anyone who went through this process similar to me, don't sit and be bummed out. Because if I was just bummed out the entire Mm -hmm. time and went home and was like, I'm not in a sorority. I don't like it. I'm only supposed to be friends with girls who are in sororities. I don't like anyone else. That would have caused me to make none of the friends that I did this year. Instead, I went out and looked at other areas and found friends that way. The second I decided that I wasn't going to be in a sorority, I went and looked for something else. I went and said, I'm going to get myself plugged in here instead. And something I was just thinking about, when you are going through recruitment, if you find yourself left with houses where you're seeing not just, it's like not the letters you wanted, because then I'm like, same advice I gave in the other episode, like stick it out, like give, give that sorority a chance because chances are your impression of them are from three girls that rushed you and you don't like their Instagram feed. Like that's what you're basing that off of. So give them a chance. But if you're seeing actual like moral issues for you, like if you can just tell right off the bat, like I know Kenzie kind of had a similar experience with this, like right when she joins, like if you're seeing like character and like moral parts of being in this sorority that you already know, like is like a big no-go for you, well then Greek life just might not be for you. And it's okay if Greek life's not for you. I don't know if I would be in Greek life if I was at a big state school. Sanford Greek life and like Greek life at a smaller Christian school, sororities look a lot different. Like for us, we do like a holistic recruitment, which means like we have to do like a needs assessment and we have like five word characteristics of like the type of girl we're looking for. So you don't get dropped because we didn't like your dress. We get dropped. You get dropped because we wanted spunky girls and maybe you're not super spunky. Like that's just the pledge class we're recruiting or we're looking for go-getters. It's just like, okay, well we have this girl who started her own business and this girl isn't really doing anything and doesn't want to get involved. So it's more about like who you are as a person rather than like what you look like. More surface level things. So Sanford in and of itself, I realize that like, do I have the best indicator of like what like a huge state school Greek life looks like? No. So I don't even know if I would be in a sorority at a huge state school. Right. So it's okay if Greek life isn't for you. And especially for all of our Christian girlies out there, like it can be really stressful because you hear all these like horror stories about sororities. So definitely take them with a grain of salt. Like stereotypes, as much as I hate to admit it, there are stereotypes for a reason. Yes. So definitely just like keep your guard up and like just know your worth through the whole process. And also know that your worth is not defined by the letters that you get or don't get. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like I can speak to both sides of that because, yes, the reason that I did drop did have to do with certain moral issues. And if you've listened to really any of our episodes, Taylor and I constantly talk about your friendships making you better. Well, the sorority you're in is your friend. Those are your friends. Those those are your girls. So it's true. If you don't see girls in there who are going to make you better, who are going to sit down and mentor you, who are going to help build the person you want to become, then it's really not worth it, in my personal opinion. 
But in the other sense, like I said, Mm -hmm. I do have a bunch of girls who have their hearts after the Lord who are in sororities and they love it so much. And they're just like building up their character and making such a difference in their chapter, which I think is so incredible. So it really is just, Mm -hmm. it's different with, with each person. And there's no concrete definition of what Greek life is. And it's different for every person. So just just like in every sorority, you're going to have every girl of the spe- like on the spectrum. And you kind of just have to keep that in mind. Like you're going to have on the one end like crazy party wild girls. I literally don't even know how I'm <laughs> Like you can tell I'm, I have no idea what I'm talking about. And then like wouldn't touch – a drink ever in their life is like the most like quiet, calm. I don't know. I don't want to like stereotype people, but like, you know what I mean? It's like every different type of personality is most likely in that chapter. So like you kind of just have to find your people yes. too. Yeah. You have to find your, even me at a Christian college, there's crazy girls, like crazy partiers in every sorority. And there's really academically inclined girls who literally couldn't care anything else about school. Shout out to all my nursing girls. And then there's girl like there's every type of personality, at least for me. So right. So you'll find your people. Even after you choose your sorority, you still gotta choose your people within the sorority. That's a word, Kenzie. That's a word. It's gonna be our graphic. Just wait. That's a word. word. Oh, yeah. Catch it on the Instagram. By the way, if you're not following us on Instagram, it's at She's Going Places Podcast. Shameless plug. Um, Is there anything else you want to tell? I mean, I think that's the episode. Thank you, Kenzie, for sharing about this because I think this is a really great way to normalize recruitment experiences being different. Right. It's just literally the two of us are very similar people. And we had two entirely different recruitment experiences. Right. Which that's what I think so, is so fun about this podcast because we are so similar, but then have like super different life experiences. We too. honestly do, Kens. I don't even understand. And we were brunette and blonde. That's, that's different. different. We were made to start we were a made podcast. To do this. <laughs> <laughs> we should get those t-shirts. It's like every brunette needs a blonde best friend. We're really basic. Only this when you die at Pinterest days. <laughs> <laughs> we love pinches. Guys, side note, I'm so sorry, but I was looking at my Shutterfly because that's where I have like my old like 2015 photos and that's me and Kenzie in our prime and I was going through some of these guys. I just want you to picture this. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I just need you to picture this. Me and Kenzie literally climbing through like bushes in like the like next to a canal by her neighborhood <laughs> dress. I'm in overalls, booties, a t-shirt and like aviators not real aviators obviously like god 14 year old me could not afford ray-bans so like justice not, not justice, justice. <laughs> where do you, where do you get, i don't know between? 14 year old shop <laughs> justice <laughs> it's a ray i definitely had those heart sunglasses on in that picture the heart I? sunglasses yep. and we're like leaning over a fence like we're like cowgirls and i can i do you guys know that song love like crazy Love that song. Where it's like, be a best friend. Tell the truth. I remember that being my Instagram caption, and it was like every one of those. What? That's the dumbest (laughs) thing ever. Anyways, I just thought I'd share that with you guys. Um, If you – we'll post it on the Instagram stories once this episode launches in case you want to see it. Yeah, that'll be funny. (laughs) So you can go over there and cringe at this picture because it's honestly hilarious. 
Ugh, I can't believe I'm going to expose us. I have some good old pictures of us. Oh my gosh, we should do a thing where we do like photo shoots then and now. That's that's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Let's make a we'll TikTok. We'll go viral. Oh, if TikTok's, TikTok's still around. around. Yeah, I don't really know. Guys. Oh my gosh, if you guys don't know, Kenzie's TikTok famous. Oh uh, no, we're she talking has... about this. So here's a life update, she... I guess. <laughs> I went TikTok viral. Over a million people have seen my TikTok. Of her feet. Okay, stop. <laughs> so if you have, uh, if you like feet, slide into her DMs because everyone else is. Taylor. <laughs> no, Sorry. But it's true. Okay, so I, I feel like I have to explain because you're making me look weird. There's this place <laughs> at my lake house in Virginia. I will mention, I live in Franklin County, Virginia, so it's very redneck. Um, so there's this place called Smith, Smith Mountain Lake Dock and Lodge, and you put peanut butter on your toes, and these carp come in basically suck the peanut butter off. So uh, the word I know your wording I, there really doesn't do I, it for I, me. I, but I know. there's no other way. Essentially, to Essentially, she vlogged this, and it blew up on TikTok. Like, blew up on TikTok. Like, over a million views. So, if you want to go see fish suck peanut butter off Kenzie's toes, go ahead. But just, like, um, use your blinders on the comments. I tried to delete as many as I could. She did, She had a disabled duet yeah. for a while. Because people are... Okay, people are some, nasty. Not y'all. The people listening to this, you are high-quality people. But some people are disgusting. Uh, like, don't talk about my sweet Kenzie like that. My gosh, like girls can't get a break these days. Can we talk about that? Like literally, it was like a three second shot of your feet and like you're still getting DMs about it. Like men, I feel like this is a word to all the men of the world. Because so many listen to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, because our demographics are really going to hear this. So if you're, to all the girls listening, because we know that's really all that's listening. Please share this with a man that you think that needs to hear this last part and just be like, go to this minute. It is so hard to do anything now as a girl. Yeah. Okay. Like, you can't do anything. Nothing. Nothing. Everything has to get sexualized. And you know what? If you want us to go on a rant about this in a different episode, we totally will because this is ridiculous. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed our sorority recruitment episode with a little fun and fresh update at the end. A little spice at the end. Right. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Can she have anything else you want to say? I was about to say, I'm going to sleep. Um. Oh, yeah. Go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Leave a review. You know what to do. Please. Yes. Also, if you guys are, you guys might be older in college. You might be still in high school. If you have any friends who are going through their recruitment process right now, send them these episodes. Yes. We would really appreciate it. Like we have talked about, Taylor and I are at two completely different spectrums of this recruitment process that you could possibly go through. So maybe your friend's planning, it'll go one way or maybe the other, or her recruitment process doesn't go the way she hopes. Send in my episode. Send I got you, girl. Uh, as I'm repping my 80 pie t-shirt right now, by the way, any of you listening, go 80 pie, baby. I don't know if there's an 80 pie at your school, but go 80 pie. Welcome to the first and finest. Sorry, not sorry. Casual recruitment plug. <laughs> we love you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye.